Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. And we're back. It's good to be back. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. We are super excited today. We have a special guest. Not only do you get to deal with myself and Jim, yes, but we have a friend and coworker of mine. And this is round two of our recording with him because uh, I absolutely blew the IT setup. The technical and, issues uh, we have sometimes Dan. just get us. They do get us, especially with the two of us in charge of uh, IT. We're in trouble there, Jim. <laughs> right. But um, we have Dan, who I've known for really pretty much many years, who's joining us. So, Dan, welcome. Thanks for yes. having me. Welcome, Dan. And you have a fascinating path to recovery that we want to explore in today's episode. So tell us a little bit about your recovery and how it differs from most. Well, I'm about a year and a half into it now of being 100% completely sober. What makes it unique, is, I think, is I just quit cold turkey. Just 100% made the decision in my brain that, hey, you can't live this life anymore. You got to change. You got to stop. You got to be there for your kid and your wife. That clicked with me. And it, to this day, it's what made me become, you know, sober. Man. So tell me about life as an addict before that clicked in. Well, drinking and drugs was like the top priority. So I was working to get off and go to the bar, or drink at home or do whatever. I kind of put everything else on the back burner. It'd be Tuesday at 2 p.m. and I'm making a phone call and spending $400 on, on drugs just because no re real reason. Had to go to work the next day feeling like crap and just not living a sustainable lifestyle whatsoever that way. And how long had you been doing this for? I've been drinking since I was probably 16, but then the last, before I got sober, the last five years was pretty heavy. The drugs were off and on. And then the last year before my sobriety, it was probably four nights a week, minimum. Oh. Where did you find the courage to quit cold turkey? Because I know that there are people out there listening. We want to kind of explore, like, how did you do it? How did you just cold turkey quit and choose to be sober? Well, one thing is I saw, you know, Kevin get help and become sober, and that kind of motivated me as well. And there's a couple other guys I know, Matt Halsey, Brad Evans, they're both sober, and I look up to them a lot in that aspect. And one day I was at my house, it was probably a random weekday, 8 o'clock at night, hammered, day four of a drinking binge, doing bad things. And I just, I said, this is it. I I'm done. I texted Kevin that night and I said, Hey, I got to change my life, man. And he's like, anything you need, I'm here for you. That was it. And it stuck. Kevin, do you remember the night that he texted you? So Dan's worked with me for, I mean, shoot, eight years now. I've grew up with his brother more than him and but growing up with his brother, I've known him. So when you get in recovery like I did, and it was pretty public and pretty out there, you get a lot of text messages like that, especially late at night. People are like, I'm done. I always tell people, you know, I'm there for you, whatever. The difference with Dan is he's one of the 
most disciplined guys that I know, whenever he puts his mind to something, he can do it. So like for me, the thought of quitting cold turkey, there was no way I needed to get help. I have to do meetings and all the the different program that I do to stay sober. But for Dan and for a lot of people out there, you know, it just starts with a choice. And what I've seen from Dan is we partied together. We had a, a good time together. Lots of good times, lots of bad times and all that <laughs> in the old life. And we worked together every day. So Dan really saw me at my worst. And then he saw me get sober. He saw that journey. And then now I kind of got to see the same thing with Dan. And what's been amazing is one, his career advancement. You know, I would say that first off, like his work performance is like a thousand times better. I mean, and it wasn't terrible when he was using either. Uh, but now it's like a thousand times better. I would say I, I, I have the benefit of knowing this. His income has significantly increased because of his work ethic, his wife and his family and everything. I mean, to see it, he's like the perfect example of you don't have to have lost everything to realize you have a problem and realize that you need to quit. The recovery is still so amazing. First off, Dan, has his health, if you've had a picture of him in addiction to now, he looks like a new guy. His family, his wife, his daughter, they're so like everybody, everything's better. His life's so much better. And again, he didn't have to hit quite as hard of a bottom as I hit. And other people have hit even harder bottoms where they end up on the streets. He wasn't there, but but he knew that he needed help. I'd say if you're listening out there, one thing you can find in Dan's story is he wasn't homeless, still had a car, he still had a job, he still had a wife, his, his daughter still loved him, but he just knew it was a problem. He reached out for help. And then I think that first few months was really pivotal for him to where he made a lot of changes. He decided with a lot of gusto after those lovely detox moments, <laughs> um, just to, uh, of, of uh, what he needed to do. Dan, can you share with us and especially with our listeners, not only about the changes, but how it was to go through those? What were those first few months like? The first few months were, I mean, the first two for sure were pretty miserable, to be honest with you. I had a lot more anxiety than usual and a lot of thoughts, a lot of stress. I didn't know how to deal with stress because normally if I had any problem in life, I would just go to my neighborhood bar and drink it away. It wouldn't be a problem anymore until the next day. Dealing with stress became new and challenging, but uh, you know, eventually you just get used to it and it's your new way of life to just remain level-headed through the stressful situations really helps you out in the long run and not having to turn to a bottle or a drug or something that's just a temporary fix. Thank you. And what is life like now? Like, how do you keep the discipline up? Do you have cravings? How is your discipline in staying sober? So whiskey was my drink of choice for the most part. And like on a day like today where it's nice and chilly, I'd love to just go sit on the patio with a tall glass of whiskey. It'd be fantastic. But I know like what that leads to and I just can't do it. it you know, it's not worth it for that one glass even. It's interesting. I mean, every aspect of my life has gotten better since I became sober. And that's what drives me to stay sober. Every relationship I have is better. My performance at work, at home, everything is just better. I've gotten healthier. I've lost a lot of weight. I'm getting in better shape. I'm making stronger relationships with my friends and family. So that's really what motivates me to stay on this path and not worry about having another drink for the rest of my life, honestly, even though it's still a day by day. I'm not, I live for today, not worried about 
oh, am I going to have a drink at my daughter's wedding in 10, 15 years? Hopefully closer to 15, 20. But, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just doing it right now and just seeing how it goes. And I don't have any plans to ever drink again because of how good everything is going right now. So if you're listening to this and you're in a very stressful place and you're wondering if you can do it, here is a shining example of someone who chose the recovery path just in a moment. It was like a switch was triggered. Dan chose recovery and every day he's simply getting stronger by his choice. Kevin, thoughts about that? There's a lot that I could say. Dan and me have become very close. We spend a lot of time out of town together working on projects and things like that. But one thing that I've noticed, and I'm just noticing now listening, is like Dan's become a big part of my recovery team. And even though Dan and me have different recovery paths, we still can support each other and be there for each other. And I think one thing that I will say that Dan... He's always open. He doesn't, he's like not against anything. If I want him to go check out one of the meetings with me or whatever, he's open to try anything. And I think that that's unique, Dan, in recovery to where Dan pre-recovery probably wouldn't have wanted to get involved in any of that crazy stuff. When you surround yourself with people that understand your decision, it definitely makes it a little bit easier. And I know Dan's also unique. Dan goes to all the places where he used to drink and, and party at still and doesn't drink. And he's able to do a lot of things that maybe I wouldn't do. It just works. And so I, I, I think a lesson that I've learned from Dan is, you know, everybody's path's a little bit different. Being fully committed to it is the one common thread. He closes the door on it. When we went out to dinner with people and they offer us drinks and stuff, it's a no. It's a hard no right away. Uh, we don't even entertain any type of little thought of it. And we always joke, we're like, yeah, a drink today would be good. But five days from now, whenever we're probably either in prison or dead, it won't be so good. Yeah. So we really play that tape through. And that's something that we have fun together doing, actually, sometimes. Well, and the, yeah, right. And the other thing that I am hearing, and we've talked about this on so many episodes, it's the context of teams. You both have surrounded yourself with people that quite literally, you are a team, you know your goals, and you do what you have to, to stay sober and to stay clean, and yet to still stay empowered and find great joy in life. Dan, what would you tell people? You know, there's a lot of people that come to Dan and I, we both when we're out of town, we tell everybody, you know, we don't drink and we laugh and make jokes because we're pretty open about it. What would you say to somebody out there that maybe is thinking about getting sober? Personal experience, like I said, every single aspect of my life has gotten better. And if you make that decision to quit, I can guarantee you your life is going to get better. It's not going to get worse. Giving up poison is not going to make your life worse. I like that. And, and it's fun for me. I've got to do a lot of cool things as a business owner and giving a guy a one-year sobriety coin. It's the same way with me. People were like, okay, we'll see how long this lasts. To be able to do that has been one of the coolest things I've ever got to do as a business owner and just as a human being. And then also just watching the journey and watching Dan. And again, there's like the physical change in Dan, which is probably, I mean, 50 pounds or more, Dan? A little bit more, like 55, 60. 55 yeah, pounds 55 lost. pounds he's lost. Oh, yeah. And, and also just his whole attitude and outlook on life has changed. 
Dan, he had a little bit of a pessimistic streak, we'll call it, <laughs> uh, to put it nicely. That's putting and it now he's just possible. <laughs> yeah, and now he's pretty optimistic. And again, you like just watch him interact with his wife, with his daughter. It's crazy to think, but like in a given day, me and Dan three years ago would be at the bar all day drinking. And now we're both talking about what time are you picking your daughter up from school? Oh, what time are you picking up? Like, it's totally different. And it's so much better. And, and it's better than we even would have ever dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And I, again, like his physical appearance, his financial situation, his marriage, his relationship with his family, his career path. I mean, it's like catapulted into a whole new level. And it started with that choice of being done, realizing I'm done with this. And then taking action, though, too, like he makes it sound like he just was like, I'm done. And then he was done. No, it was a lot of work, a lot of action to continually push that away, eliminating a lot of things out of his life, dumping things down the drain, flushing things down the toilet, things that we had to do. Reflections, Dan. When Kevin says that, what goes through your mind right now? Oh, I agree 100% with everything he said. I do just say, like, I flipped a switch and that it was it was that easy. But it, it, it was and it wasn't very hard to make that decision and commit to it. I think that's the hardest part is, yeah, you want to get sober, great. But you really, really have to in your head want to commit to this journey that you're about to go on. And I'm telling you, the light at the end of the tunnel is bright and it's great if you decide to go on that journey. If one of our listeners were to ask a question that says, how did you do that? I don't think I could do that. What were some of the mental steps that had to occur to keep you strong on your path? One thing is I was feeling like dog crap every single day. (laughs) I know probably about three months into sobriety is when it really hit me. I was just sitting on my couch one day watching TV and I was like, wow, I feel great. Like for the first time that I can remember, I actually feel good and healthy without any assistance or anything like that. I just feel great. And it was almost like a high for me to feel that good without drinking or drugs or anything like that. That is brilliant. If you're listening out there, one of the things this podcast gives you is it gives you a glimpse of what is possible through this path that we call recovery. One of the things that we're going to continue to do is find people that have been on different paths. Because as Kevin so often says on this podcast, there are many paths to reaching this thing that we call sobriety and recovery. And if you're listening, this is an individual who literally just chose, today I am going to be sober. And it's like the first thing that he did was he got the word out so that he could get a team that could support him as he went through what I would consider is probably a bit of hell in those first few months. I know y'all can't see this, but Dan is shaking his head. As we record these podcasts, we get the video so we can see each other. And I know you're listening to this, but Dan has this huge smile on his face and he is shaking his head. Yes, those first few months are hell. And oftentimes we have to go through the hell. And one thing I will say is that you have the strength inside of you. If you are listening to this, you have the strength. 
You have the fortitude, you have the courage, and you have the ability. As long as you surround yourself with people that when you're in a a moment of weakness, you can reach out and say, Kevin, I'm not doing that strong today. And have Kevin give you some of the strength and love. And you will find people around you that literally have the ability to support you. The support is one of the keys to all this. And and Dan is proof of it. I'm proof of it. Jim, we're all proof of it. He had named some people earlier, which is my business partner. And then also my friend, those two people actually picked me up from rehab in Utah and brought me back home. So our support system has been the key from early recovery, even to today, where we will have each other to call, to talk to. Again, we traveled, we were gone for two months, basically, in, in Party City, USA, New Orleans. And we went and took clients to dinner and everybody around us was drinking and doing all kinds of stuff. Having each other, it strengthens us and it makes it easy, uh, easier, not easy all the time, but easier because it's like, all right, we've got each other to support, to, to be there for support for one another and just to make the right choices. I love the fact that what's happened in my life is all of the people that were my quote unquote friends while I was using and, and drinking and gambling so much that were kind of users. It's like new people have replaced them. And what's cool with Dan is like, we're way closer now than we were then. And now Dan and I get to go to lunch together. We kind of hang out, talk and stuff and, and we work together, but it's not really about work. We talk about recovery. We just talk about life. And it's pretty cool that if you're worried about all these people you're going to lose in your life, just watch how new and better people come into your life. Even if it's the same person like Dan, now me and him are both in each other's lives. We're both new and better people. And and so I want to thank Dan for joining us as we wrap up here. And again, the point of this podcast is not to like give you a bunch of information. It's just so you can learn a little bit and understand sobriety and understand that everybody knows that I have the 12-step path that I'm really passionate about. I'm smart enough to know that other things work for other people. So bringing Dan on and showing his path is important. And just know out there that for all of us, every single one of us that got sober, mm-hmm. it start, started with a choice. Typically, it started with a choice that says, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's like Dan said, a, a, a switch flipped and he said, I'm done. And then the next step was action that he took to eliminate certain things and people in his life. And for me, it was to, to get to meetings and go to rehab. So there's hope out there, no matter what situation you're in. Again, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to having all of everybody out there listen to us again. And please like and share us. If you heard something you liked, send us a note, put a review in there. We just want to reach more people. And if you're listening, thank you so much. We appreciate your support. And we appreciate the fact that you're sharing us with friends. This podcast is growing incredibly. And it is you, the listener. Thank you. Thank you so much. Create an incredible day. And Dan, big thank you. It was so great to hear your story. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a great one. Thanks, everybody.